welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Excellent, gentlemen. We're back from the break. I'm going to get ready to do some step forward. And, and some of the most worn pages in my book, I just love this part, because I so hated it when I did it. <laughs> so anyway... He knows you're all back, so we didn't scare you off with step three. Either that or you're all just sticking around for the wonderful lunch we're going to have. No. <laughs> I, I just also want to say that, you know, the venue we did this at last time is wonderful. And I'd go back there in a second. I love those guys. They just did a great job for us there. and It was such a cool setting. and um, it's. I don't want to compare it to this because I love them both. and. Right now, um, we're being really well cared for here. It's just well beyond belief. And I'm told that by the sounds of the menu, it's only going to get better. So, <laughs> you know, here I was worried about who I was going to hang with, and these are the best people I've ever gotten to know. That's, that's how much I knew coming in. So we're really appreciative of that. And so, Kevin, when you got to start us out with on four here? Well, next. It says next. We launched out on a course of vigorous action. I gets right to it, doesn't he? Yeah. So we just finished step three. We got this prayer figured out. Yep. And the, what, so next. Next. We're not waiting right. around. We don't wait. The first step of which is a personal house cleaning, which many of us had never attempted. Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, it could have little permanent effect unless at once followed by a strenuous effort to face and to be rid of the things in ourselves which had been blocking us. Our liquor was but a symptom. Oh, by the way, Kevin, just so everybody knows, we're on page 64 in the big book. Yeah. Now we start with yep. I thought I recognized that text. <laughs> so we had to get down to causes and conditions. So when, when should we start step four? How long after step three should taking step three should we wait before doing step four? I don't see much time here. Nice. Um, next, yeah, <laughs> and on page sixty-four it says at once. So I think sometime between next and at once. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Might just well get to it that way. You're on it. <clears throat> Therefore, we started upon a personal inventory. Oh. What do they mean by that, Kevin? Well, this was step four. A business which takes no regular inventory. We have, a meta- goes, we have a metaphor now. Yeah. Usually goes broke. A business that usually that takes no regular inventory usually goes broke. Okay. Taking a commercial inventory is a fact-finding and a fact-facing process. Hmm. It is an effort to discover the truth about the stock and trade. One object is to disclose damaged or unsaleable goods to get rid of them promptly and without regret. Uh Uh-oh. If the owner of the business is to be successful, he cannot fool himself about values. 
I just want to jump in here and, and, and tell you guys that I was as I was going through this part of the book, trying to think how does this have anything to do with my recovery, I was like <clears throat> James Brown's band. They always would be on the stage wondering what in the heck James is even singing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt like at about this point with Will, because I'm thinking, what in the hell is he doing? What are they going to get me to do now? <laughs> So we did exactly the same thing with our lives. We took stock honestly. First, we searched out the flaws in our makeup which caused our failure. Being mm. convinced that self manifested in various ways was what had defeated us, right? we considered its common manifestations. So we're going to take inventory here. We're, we're going to... Um, Take an honest look at, at ourselves. Um, and uh, if, if we're to follow this, this business metaphor, we're, we're going to find the damaged or unsaleable goods. We're going to find our defects and get rid of them promptly and without regret. So that's it. That sounds a little bit of a tall order, actually. Um, <clears throat> So what are we looking for? We're looking for common manifestations <clears throat> of self. Not good enough to just talk about that, though. He goes into some more detail. And he says here, resentment is the number one offender. It destroys. Doesn't harm. Doesn't mess with. He says it destroys. More alcoholics than anything else. From it stem all forms of spiritual disease. Not some forms, all forms. From it stem all forms of spiritual disease. For we have been not only mentally and physically ill, here we are, spiritual, emotional, physical again, right? We have not only mentally and physically, we have not been only mentally and physically ill, <clears throat> we have been spiritually sick. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. Think about that. Let that one soak in for a second. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. Now that's the voice of experience. Sounds like uh, the spiritual is the key. Okay, so he's talking about that right after this stock and trade thing was talked about against a business. And I'm starting to think, what is he going to have me do? So it goes on to say, in dealing with resentments, we set them on paper. There we go. Now we have instructions. We set them on paper. We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry. We asked ourselves why we were angry. In most cases, it was found that our self-esteem, our pocketbooks, our ambitions, our personal relationships, including sex, were hurt or threatened. And whether they were threatened or not, we perceived they were. Okay, So, you know, that fits into the list, too. Because that's why we're writing this. It's because we thought we were hurt or threatened. We may not have been, but it needs to go on the list because I thought I was. So just be clear on that. So we were hurt or threatened. So we were sore. We were burned up. That's why it's got to go on the list. Whether it's real or fancied, it's got to go on the list. Why? Because I was pissed. It racked me off, and I'm still mad. And that's it's going to kill you. And, and if, I, he, if I keep cooking this stew... You know, I don't just make... 
uh, you know, I'll just put a crock pot of uh, resentment stew on. I leave it on for years. <clears throat> I keep feeding it, feeding it, feeding it, keeping it fresh all the time. I'm eating out of it, I think, all the time. That's a steady diet for me before recovery, and it was going to kill me because it's poison. It's like the monster that once it gets loose, you're just going to eat you up. Exactly. So on our grudge list, we set a pro opposite each name our injuries. Now, what I want to be clear about with you guys is, is the way Bill S. has taught me how to do this four-step inventory is the same as what Will taught Kevin and I uh, about doing this inventory, which is you take a four-column, and we'll get into that in a minute. I think Kevin's got some ideas on that. But the first column is the who. Who is it? Who am I pissed at? Is it a person, an institution? Is it What is it? I, but what I have to do to do this is I have to just list the names. Just get the names all down. Don't worry about the next column yet. Just list the names first. And don't worry about getting all of them. <clears throat> just do the best you can. The, the most current ones are what we're after foremost anyway. But just get them all down. And once you've got a pretty good list, if you feel like it's pretty complete, then you go to the cause. And, I, and I'm telling you that because for me, the cause is a big deal. Yeah, I get caught up in the cause. And that's another thing that Bill S. teaches it. You look look at page 65, guys. They're, they make it a pretty short here. <clears throat> so he wrote down Mr. Brown. And by the time he got to the cause, he wrote down his attention to my wife. Just a real quick statement. And then he says, told my wife of my mistress. Another quick statement. Then he said, Brown may get my job at the office. These are the things that causes Bill's resentment against Mr. Brown. Okay? These aren't novels. You'll see it's a short sentence. You get a few words to do this, guys. And Bill says, I don't want to see you writing no 14 pages here. He says, I, I need the short punch list. We're not getting into the novel thing. I'm not, you know, you're just a waste of my time and yours. Stop it with that nonsense. Just give me the straight shot. And then he says, it affects what? You know, it's real easy. And here's the first one. This is the five-bagger. Sex relations, self-esteem, um, security, Fear. <clears throat> so he's got it all on here. And he put it across each one of his little statements, what it affected. So, and then he goes down there and then there's the next one. But the, the, what it affects is done after you do the cause. Okay? Because you've got to get all the causes listed, short statements, because you need to get done with this. You don't want to dwell on this. This will make you crazy. It won't make you as crazy as going back out there. But you've got to get this done. You've got to get this done. And then go to affects my what? What's it affect? Well, and, and they call it self-esteem. They call it S-P-A-P-S. So self-esteem, personal section. I'm sorry. Self-esteem, personal relations, ambitions, pride, and sex. Okay? Now, we need to put down pride. Pride is really relatively irrelevant. Because pride is a relatively useless sort of... It's kind of self-centeredness, really. So... But it's operative, so we got to put it down. And and so that's that's kind of what's going on here. So I back up here a little bit. These are these are specific instructions. Um, Bob alluded to earlier that that, that I highlight uh, in color code. That's that's just my uh, engineering you. <laughs> engineering <laughs> note taking. So my my. My color for instructions is green, so I got a lot of green here. Um, at the bottom of 64, it says, "In dealing with resentments, we set them on paper." This is an instruction, a specific instruction. Set them on paper. Um, 
guy asked me, well, can I can I do it on my computer in a spreadsheet? Well, I technically, I guess, it's, it's going to end up on paper, on a printer or something. But, you know, personally, I get a lot of value from doing the physical writing. There's something about writing with a with a pen or a pencil on paper that that physical act that is um, really more cathartic than than punching a bunch of keys on a computer. I agree with you. Um, the other thing is um, you know with technology the way it is today I just don't know what's going to happen with that stuff on in in the ether you know I don't know if it's going out in the cloud I you know I I I've heard horror stories of, of, of people, you know, uh, emailing their sponsor, their four-step inventory, and accidentally sending it out to everyone in their contact, in their contact list. Okay? Uh, uh, including I mean, their wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, employer, <laughs> you know. Um, don't, don't do that. Just don't go there. It's a good time to write it down on like a piece of Just paper. Just get it on paper. Um, make sure you keep an eye on where that paper goes. Yeah. So the other thing that, that I hear about a lot is, uh, you know, well, my, <laughs> you know, my wife saw my inventory. Yeah, uh, there's a gift. Yeah, I've had that gift. Um, so just a warning, you know, you're, you're doing all this, all this work, you're putting all this stuff on paper. This is this is for you and your sponsor. And if you don't want other people to see it, and you don't, um, find a secure place to keep all this stuff. <coughs> Some guys, you know, keep it in a in a bag in the trunk of their car, or they they know, you know, whatever. Um, I had the gift of my wife reading not my four step inventory, but some some journaling that I that I had done, um, which was painful enough. Um, and uh, I, I got a um, I got a lock for for one of my file drawers. Well, I, I keep all my stuff under lock and key. She knows it's locked, and uh, she questions me about it once in a while. You know, what are you, what are you keeping that drawer? Well, so there's a there's a difference between secrecy and privacy. Okay. Um, you can have some privacy uh, and, and be okay with that. Um, just you know, just be careful with 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 um, what you do with this stuff. Um, so, in dealing with resentments, we set them on paper. Next instruction: We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry. We listed. What's a list? We just go down and we list. So, again, working in your spiral notebook or other notebook. I, I like the spiral because it, it, it's just, they're cheap <laughs> and they're convenient. And I can open up to, you know, two opposing pages. So, in your spiral notebook, the left, uh, on the left page, that, that column, the, the margin on the left side of that red line, that's where you, where you make your list. Just go down the page and start listing people, institutions, principles. We often focus on the people and, and neglect the institutions and principles. 
Um, right. I guarantee you there are some institutions and principles you have resentments against. Yeah, Bill, Bill even went through it. He had Mr. Brown, Mrs. Jones, my employer, my wife. Those are all people. So Those are all people, but, you know, his employer, that starts to get into, you know, something beyond, you know, just one person. But, you know, for me, it was, at that time, this dates me, um, Slobodan Milosevic in the, in the Hague. You know, I was all wrapped around the axle on, on that thing with the Bosnian Serb struggle and all the things that he was being prosecuted about. Why? Well... My father's a World War II vet, and he fought against Nazis. I, I got a real problem with Nazis. Call me a nut. Um, you know, this is the kind of stuff I get wrapped around the axe. It's none of my business. It has no impact whatsoever on my daily life any more than I made it have an impact. You know, so that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. And they said, well, why would you even put that on your force? Because it's bugging me. That's why. <laughs> why? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's bugging me. Well, yeah, that's why it's got to yeah. go on the four-step list then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People, institutions, and principles. How about politics? Oh, no, right? Damn. It just pisses me <laughs> off. Does it not? Everyone? I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. it goes on there. Just so Will can look at you and say, not your business. Yeah. <laughs> or what's more, the news about politics. Oh, even better. Yeah. So here it is. It's got to go down. You know, yeah. As preposterous as it is, as crazy as it is, it's got to go down. And then it goes on to say, we went back through our lives. Nothing counted but thoroughness and honesty. Uh oh. It says, when we were finished, we considered it carefully. Didn't burn it, didn't throw it across the room. It says, we considered it carefully. Then it says, and this is the part I love. The first thing apparent was that the world, that this world and its people were often quite wrong. And right there is where I just want to close the book. <laughs> That's all I need to know. And I want you to know that when I went in to sit down with my sponsor for the fist up, that's as far as I had got. Because when I got there, I was convinced that we were going to figure out what the hell I'm going to do about all these people on this, this list of stuff and people and situations that I hate. Next sentence has got your number, Bob. However, it goes on to say, of course, to conclude that others were wrong was as far as most of us ever got. And I, for some reason, I highlighted that in blue and the rest of the pages in orange or yellow. <clears throat> so that one was important, apparently, and I have no idea what the system was because <laughs> I don't have one. But it is nonetheless in a different color. So to say it again, to conclude that others were wrong was as far as most of us ever got. The usual outcome was that people continued to wrong us and we stayed sore. Uh-oh. And they were right. I knew they were right. I, I wasn't ever going to get around this stuff. Never. And that's the problem. Because if I'm never going to get around this, I'm never going to, I'm never going to be able to stay sober. I'm never going to have recovery. So it goes on to say, sometimes it was remorse and then we were sore at ourselves. But the more we fought and tried to have our own way, the worse matters got. As in war, the victory only seemed to win, seemed as italicized. Our moments of triumph were short-lived. And it goes on to say this, it is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility and unhappiness. To the precise extent 
that we permit these, do we squander the hours that might have been worthwhile? Oh, no, because I do that all the time. Just pissing my life away. Oh, no. That's not good. But with the alcoholic, whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. In fact, we find it's fatal. So I am going to die if I keep doing it. He says it right there. For when harboring such feelings, we shut ourselves off from the sunlight of the spirit, the insanity of alcohol, or in our case, lust, returns, and we drink again. And with us to drink is to die. Pretty clear, pretty clear instruction here, don't you think? Not giving us a lot of options. And he is speaking from experience. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. The grouch and the brainstorm were not for us. So I want you to know about brainstorm in 1939. It, it was someone. Tell us about the difference. Do you remember the, the fundamental difference? Brainstorm was a person who had this dark cloud over their head all the time. They were a moping. Eeyore of a person to be around. They were awful to have around. Brainstorm for us is a creative thinker in our today's parlance. Okay, so just know that that he was getting at was the grouch and the and the grump and the Eeyore type personality. Um, it says here, were not for us. They may be the dubious luxury of normal men, but for alcoholics, these things are poison because it's that mentality that sets the landscape up for us to remain in the addiction. Okay, because now I want to do is isolate. So I'll give you the. I, I just looked up brainstorm my electronic dictionary. Um, one of the definitions is uh, a fit of mental confusion or excitement. Interesting. And it says origin origin uh, from 1890 to 95 is brain plus storm. Originally a severe mental disturbance. Oh, there you go. Interesting. So that, that, that wasn't for us. So it goes on to say, we turn back to the list, for it held the key to the future. We were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. We began to see that the world and its people really dominated us. Uh-oh. Just so you know, I didn't see that. It had to be pointed out to me. Just saying. In that state, the wrongdoing of others, either fancied or real, had power to actually kill. How could we escape? We saw that these resentments must be mastered. But how? We could not wish them away any more than alcohol. This was our course. And so back at the beginning of this paragraph, we have more instructions. We turned back to the list. Yep. Instruction. We were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. So... We turn back to our list and we reset the mind. Yeah. I had to have sponsorship for this. I was never going to do this. It was never going to occur to me to do this. Even if I read this part of the book, I would have figured out a way for it not to pertain to me. Just say it. <laughs> and, and we continue with more instruction. This was our course. This was our direction. This, was our, this is our instruction. We realized that people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. So we turn back to our list. We prepare to look at it 
from a new angle, reset our mental thinking, and realized that the people there who had wronged us, who we have grudges against, perhaps spiritually sick. And my sponsor had to talk to me about that, too. And, and I put an asterisk right at the end of that sentence and wrote on the bottom of the page, this was new. I never, never <clears throat> looked at it that way before. That was written a long time ago. Um, because it's true. I just, I never spent a waking moment of my life thinking about any of these people I was pissed off at as ever being anything that they, maybe they're just as screwed up as I am. Because I didn't think of myself as screwed up. See? So how would I ever assemble that? I wouldn't have. So that's and just where I was And being self-centered. Oh, immensely. They, they were just all out to get me. Mm-hmm. On purpose. Exactly. <laughs> because I was that mentality. I thought about anything for a couple minutes, it turned into a plot. And if it wasn't mine, it was theirs. <laughs> That's the way my life was like. That's what I lived like all the time. But it goes on to say, though we did not like their symptoms and the way these disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick too. Now I'm entertaining the notion that I'm sick. Well, I think I've proven already that I'm sick. And whether I'm keeping up with the fact that I'm realizing that I'm sick, it keeps talking about the fact that they, like ourselves, were sick too. And then it goes on as a prayer. This is a prayer. He goes straight into it. We ask God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. Really? We ask God. We ask God. That's a prayer. That's a prayer. It's yellow in my book. It's green in mine. And I don't even know why. <laughs> I'll share my color code with you guys yeah, later. Yeah, i got to get a new big book. Start over. <laughs> what a shame, huh? Oh, so, when a person offended, we said to ourselves, this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? God save me from being angry. Thy will be done. That's so, a continuation of the prayer, by the way. Even though it says, uh, we said to ourselves, this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? We're asking God, how, how, how can I be helpful? God save me from being angry. Your will, if I will, be done. So what you just heard there was the four-step prayer. Okay, So you got all this down and you're going through this. I had to have a sponsor. I still have to have a sponsor. So we do a four-step inventory like once a year. And Bill says, um, I'm going to give you some stuff that I just did. You know, I've been at this a really long time, he said. And and with what my ex-wife was doing with our son who was dealing with uh, his own addiction issues this last year, I uh, just want you to know, Bob, your sponsor was in desperate need of of literally shaking the stupid right out of this woman and, and I did not do that uh, and I did get with my sponsor and, and we went through all of the things that we normally do ad, annually around a resentment. So where I'm coming at from you, from, with you on this is, is, is that in you doing your own current at, at <clears throat> four step with me, um, I got some, some tuned up stuff for you to do. And, and of course I did the list, you know, the who and then the, the cause and listed all this stuff out and I was going through them you know, with Bill, and he says, you know, Bobby says, I get it, and you're doing a good job of staying on top, on top of making it short and being concise. He says, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to go through 64 through 69, 
and craft yourself a prayer of your own writing against each of these things that you resent based on the text that's shown there. And he says, here's what I want you to do first. He says, I want you to focus on the similarities you have with each one of these resentments, not the differences. I want you to focus on what you share in common with these people that are on your four-step inventory. How are they like you? The fourth one is uh, we, the fear. We haven't, got, we haven't got to the fourth column yet. Oh, right. But I, I do want to take a minute and read this, this, this prayer, if you yeah. will. So the prayer I wrote against uh, my most recent four-step was, was this, and it's, it was kind of extracted out of the book. <clears throat> First, he, you know, before I talk about the prayer, I want to give you the instructions he gave me about this prayer. Okay, he says, now once you get this prayer written, Bobby says, I want you to pray for them, each one of these, these people on your inventory right now, until they are no longer an issue any more than Kevin is an issue for you. He Were says, this may... No, no. <laughs> this may take some time, as some things affect us more severely than others. Uh, read on through page 69 and contemplate each proposal onto each entry on the inventory. So here's the prayer I came up with. God save me from being angry and disturbed. This world has many afflicted people. Help me to look at being helpful rather than hurtful. With, and I listed them all. Went on to say, help me look past my fears and toward you for guidance with all of this. Help me be more of a volunteer with you, God, than a victim. Help me trust you, God, rather than my finite plans. Remove my fear and show me how to handle each entry on this inventory. Then I might move from being disturbed by them to being at peace and forgiveness with them. Mold my ideals, God. Give me strength to live up to them, these new ideals. Amen. So, that was something. I still have a hard time reading that prayer. But we are not saints. We uh, are in spiritual progress here. So, progress, not perfection. Thank you, Mike. So I'd like to recap to this point. Um, step four is step four is kind of long. It's a, it's a, actually three parts: resentment inventory, a fear inventory, which we'll get to next, and um, a sexual inventory or harms on others. And um, but we have very specific instructions, and um, it, it helps me to to break each part, each one of these things down to the smallest detail, so that you know the so that I know exactly what I'm writing, what I'm supposed to do, um, and I don't have this big, you know, set of instructions, uh, you know, big task in front of me. I just have the one one task in front of me. Um, <clears throat> so to, to recap, we're, we're setting on paper our resentments. We're listing our resentments. Column one. Go down the left side of that page. List the people, institutions, principles. Um, against which you have resentments, you have grudges, you, they're, you're sore at. Um, and leave, leave a little space between each one uh, down the page because we know we're going to fill in some stuff on, in, to the right. But get that list down. Second, we go back through that list and we go into the col- second column. 
why was I resentful at this at this person, institution, or um, or principle? The cause. Um, you know, I it's all I can do while I'm making this list. It's a, it's a good thing we do as a column because. You know, I start with the first name on my list, and I start going over to the right, the cause, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm getting burned up again. Oh, it just totally ticked me in. Um, but it, but it's fairly easy to go one by one. You know, list the people, um, and then the cause. Once you've done that, that's the second column. Third column, what it does affect. You've got. This is real easy. You've got the words right there in front of you. At the top of page 65, on our grudge list, we set opposite each name our injuries. That's, that's the second column. Third column, was it our self-esteem? You can underline these words. Self-esteem, our security, our ambitions, or personal or sex relations. One, two, three, four, five choices there. Um, you notice that Bill uses the word pride. Uh, Bob discussed this a little bit. That's not in that list. Uh, to me, pride is, is really self-esteem. But if you feel the need to write pride, you can add pride as well. Um, going back to the second column for a second, the, these, again, are short. The longest... Um, the longest entry Bill used was 19 words. So you get 19 words. No more. Okay, 20 if you want to round it up. You're right. <laughs> get yourself out of that last word if it takes 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in, you know, if, if you need to write a lot, uh, you know, eliminate all the prepositions and all that stuff. Just, just write the nouns and verbs, <laughs> okay? Um <clears throat> But 19 or 20 words, really short. And what it affects, self-esteem, security, ambitions, personal or sex relations. Um, you will also notice in Bill's example, uh, we're going to get into this um, in, the, in the fear inventory, but some of these have fear associated with them. He's bracketed the word fear. So if there's fear associated with one of these things like self-esteem, um, I, I'm I'm afraid of being I'm afraid of looking like a fool. Okay, there's a fear. Um, security. I'm afraid of uh, uh, I'm afraid of going bankrupt. I'm a, you know I'm I'm afraid I'm going to lose all my money. Um, that's a fear. So you can do that as well. Um, yeah, Bill says in here this uh, according to fear. He says this short word somehow touches about every aspect of our lives. It was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us misfortune. We felt it that we didn't deserve. But did not we ourselves set the ball rolling? Right. So we're, we're going to get to that uh, fear in a minute. Um, so now we're at the fourth column, middle of page 67, referring to our list again. Instruction. Instruction. Putting out of our minds the wrongs others had done, we resolutely looked for our own mistakes. Never did that before. And again, this is a fairly simple. This is a fairly simple column. Not easy. 
where had we been? And we're given some choices here. Selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened. Well, yeah, all over. So you can put in that fourth column, selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened. Uh, frankly, How many words do I get for that? Well, frankly, in my case, I've got all four of them for just about all of them. Yeah, right? yeah, so, me too. Though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely. Where were we to blame? That's a question. That I take happened. that as an instruction, a question to answer. Where was I to blame? I'm looking for my fault. The inventory was ours, not the other man's. When we saw our faults, we listed them. There's a list again. So beside each one of those uh, um, names, uh, you know, in that in that fourth column, uh, list my faults. We place them before us in black and white. So if you get a real uh, step Nazi sponsor, you like won't, we had. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't do this in blue ink. <laughs> And if you're doing it electronically, it's, you know, set, set your, your font, font color, color to black. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I suppose you could do it, uh, you know, you could do it with a white crayon on black construction paper or something. But it's but the other thing is, too, is that if, if you had Will as your sponsor going through this, you're not going to have to worry about this because, um, at least for me anyway, um, all I was allowed to do was the who, the cause, and and really a little bit about how it affected me. And that's where he wanted me to stop and come down to his place so we could do the rest with him. Because I had no idea where I was at. He knew I was not going to ever think about myself being to blame for any of this stuff. Never mind be able to actually get that down on paper and be honest with myself. Um, you know, because I was too busy being all of this about everybody else and not me. So I wasn't even allowed to even get into that, that, that fourth column. I was told to leave it alone. Yep. And, and and we'll get to that. And well, good, good point, Bob, because I wanted to back up and talk about the order here a little bit. Um, before you get to that fourth column, make sure you follow the instructions for the third column, which is prayer, right? We ask God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience we would surely grant a friend. Yeah. God save me from angry. God show us how to take kindly, kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. That's each and every of, one. That's top of page 67 in the big book. Yeah, so, so go down through that third column, go down through your list, and pray for each person on that on your list. Like, like Bill asked me to do in that prayer I just read. Exactly. And you may have to pray through this list many times, but if, if you pray for a person and you, and you really mean it, you, you can really forgive that person. You can really see them as, as sick and, um, um, you know, and you can uh, be, uh, have a kindly and tolerant view of each one. Then put a check by them. You, you, you've done that one. Yeah, once looking at the name doesn't bother you anymore, just put the check by them. Yeah, then go to the next one. And keep praying that list, um, you know, every, every day. Um, or multiple times a day even, until you can have all of those names checked. Um, As I'm assuming you are current resentments, more resentments that have been long since resolved. Not well, if, if, a long, if a resentment's been resolved, it's no longer a resentment for you. 
But yeah, it's, it's not current. burning you up. Yeah. So yes, current. Current could be you know a resentment that's not resolved from my childhood. If I'm still carrying that, if I'm still burned up about it, it's current. <laughs> yeah, the, I guess one of the one of the ways you can also look at it too is is I like to call them operative resentments. And operative operative is a nice word because if I'm pouring myself a coffee in the morning and I'm hating on that son of a bitch, that's an operative resentment. And that could be a dude I met yesterday. That could be a dude I've known all my life, and anything in between. Could be a situation that just happened. Could be a institution that just you know came up with you know this that or the other thing. So operative. There's a um, <clears throat> there's a story in the fourth edition in the back on page five fifty two, um, entitled "Freedom from Bondage." Actually, starts on 5:44, but on 5:52 there there is this um, um, this idea of praying for for each person, um, and he says in the story, um, if you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them, and your prayers are only words, and you don't mean it, go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks, and you will find you have come to mean it, and you want it for them, and you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate understanding and love. That's so pretty that's, powerful. Yeah, so that, that's what we're doing, man. We're, we're getting rid of these resentments because they're killing us. How do we get rid of these resentments? Prayer. Prayer is the solution. <clears throat> and the other thing Will talked to me, too, about was, you know, the fact that, you know, I had been systematically molested by that doctor. And I had, I had some people that just flat did some very wrong things. And he says, you know, Bob, you're just the victim here. And, and some of this stuff is significant, and some of it really isn't. It's somewhat actually trivial, but you're still the victim, and that's what's burning you up. He says, I don't ever want to, none of this is about ever minimizing any of the things that, are, that have happened, especially the really significant stuff. And, and there's going to be other work maybe that you're going to need to do around some of this sexual interference stuff and all this other. He says, I don't ever want to minimize that. But we're sitting here 30 years later, and this is operative every day in your life. That's the problem. You know, this guy that was this manager you worked for that did all this crazy, stupid stuff, he was wrong. But that was, you know, 15 years ago. So are, what do you think the chances are that everybody involved remembers this? This is pretty slim. I said, he says, do you think you're like the only one that's thinking about this now? He says, I might be. I told him, I says, I might be the only one who even remembers it. He says, that's my point. When's it enough? It doesn't make what he did right. What we're talking about is you getting to live another day. And right now, as long as you're hating on this, you can't live another day. You're never going to be free of it. 
and you're writing checks out of your emotional bank account that are huge every single day against this thing, perceived or real, that happened. And you're hating on them. And it's costing you, and it's killing you. and It's not—it's going to take you out in the street, and it's going to kick your butt, and it's going to kill you dead. It's the spiritual death that you were living when you came to the meeting the first time. He says, I'd never forget it. You're a hollow shell of a man. You were so busy hating on everybody and everything that you just didn't have nothing. You were nothing but a black hole. That's what you're going to stay if you don't get past this stuff. It's time to move on. I know it's bad. It shouldn't have happened. But right now, you're the only one. What this is about is how to move you past the stuff that you just have never been able to figure out how to get past. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. And... You know, that fell off. <laughs> that that stuff fell off. I couldn't have made that happen to save my life. Yeah, so why do we um why do we do all this prayer and and um work in the third column before we even start the fourth column? Because before because before I uh, can can realize that these people are spiritually sick, that that I can really let go of this resentment, I haven't got a chance in hell of seeing my part in it. Oh, and I didn't either. I mean, all I'm going to see is they hurt me. That's all. That's all. As far as I got. And and it's really important to get to this point where we can see our part, where I can see my part, my mistake. This is going to be real important moving on into into the subsequent steps. Um, so uh, so do that prayer work. Prayer prayer is the solution, and um, then go on and get get your mistakes down in the fourth column. And I think we're going to conclude this session here. It's noon, and uh, I think I'm smelling some. Uh, some some good vittles. Lord have mercy on for treat. And we'll resume at uh, one o'clock with um, with the fear inventory uh, part of step four. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.